But I want you to turn with me. This is going to be a meeting with a difference, and it's not going to be a long meeting, let me tell you. We're turn, I want you to turn with me to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11. First Corinthians chapter 11. And just open your Bible and give me your attention, please. The topic and the title of my two short messages this morning will be what meaneth this table and what meaneth this tank? Now I intend to speak ten minutes now on what the meaning of this table is. And then after we remember the Lord, which I'll tell you about in a moment, I'm going to tell you what the meaning of this tank of water is. And the only place we can go, my friends, to answer these questions is not to the lifeboat or to the Baptists or the Presbyterians. The only place that we can go is to the Word of the living God. Can I say just first of all that this table is known in many ways in the scripture. It's known as the Lord's table and I, I like that I think best of all. And then it's talked about as the Lord's supper. And then it's talked about as the breaking of bread. And uh, somebody Pain calls it communion. And there's others that call it the sacrament. Now, the sacrament is the only word that's not in the Bible, but if you study that word sacrament, it's a good enough word for meeting round the table. Along with believers' baptism, this table is as old as the church itself. It was instigated at the commencement of the church on the day of Pentecost. And while baptism, believer's baptism, is only required once in the Bible, the Lord's table is required weekly by the believer. Or it should be weekly, according to the Scriptures. Some people would say, well, we only do it once a month. Others say we do it twice a year. Others say we just do it at Easter and at Christmas. What saith the word of the Lord? Once a year, twice a year, Easter, or like the Quakers who don't do it at all, or the Salvation Army who don't do it at all. What does the Bible say? 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 23. This is our final word, my friend. And in 10 minutes, I haven't time to tell you the raft of stuff the Scripture says about baptism. 
Verse 23, Paul speaking here, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Now let me stop there a moment. Paul is going back to the upper room on the Passover night. The night of his betrayal. Now this is the Lord Jesus and he takes bread. And he shows them the bread and he says, this bread is a symbol of my body. And he gives thanks as he broke it. I want you to get that into your mind. He's given thanks that he's going to be broken. He's given thanks that he's going to be battered and bludgeoned on an old cross in a very short period of time. And he's given thanks to the Father. I can never really understand. And not only that, but he sung a hymn. And he knew what was before Oh, my dear friends, this morning, if we knew what was before us in this week coming in, we wouldn't sing a hymn today. But he knew all things. And Paul's gone back here to, 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 to this situation. He's thanking God for what's about to take place. And then it says the Lord Jesus, Paul's saying, now what the Lord done, he's saying he break it. He break it. He allowed and volunteered for his body to be broken. It was him that broke it. Do you hear me now? John 10 and verse 18 says, No man taketh my life from me, but I lay it down. He gave his back to the smiters and his cheeks to those that put out his hair. He says, this bread is symbolic of my body and I'm going to break it and I'm going to allow my body to be broken because nobody could have done it, only he allowed it. So there's a depth in this that I haven't time to go into this morning. Now he didn't say what the Church of Rome says, this bread becometh my body. That's the doctrine of trans. Substantiation is blasphemy. They say that, they, that when they change, uh, change that wafer, that bread, it, it becomes the literal body of Christ and the presence of Christ is on the altar, literally, literally with the priest. My friend, he's not saying that. So here, very briefly, first of all, we have the authority for it. Come from... The Lord. Secondly, there's the memory of it. Now watch what the verse says. He says, this do, in verse 24, in remembrance of me, and again in verse 25, in remembrance of me. He says, now I want you to give thanks for the bread, for the, for the body, and I want to give you the thanks for the blood. You hear that now? And I want you to remember the body 
my body and I want you to remember the blood that's going to be shed. He didn't put the two of them together. You see, you can't have the blood without the body. And you can't have the body without the blood. So what he's saying, and what we are going to, we'll be doing now in a wee moment, Roy will be giving thanks for the bread here this morning, and Stephen will be giving thanks for the, for the wine, which represents the blood. That's what we'll, be, we'll just be doing what he said for us to do. Nothing more <coughs> or nothing less. It's to remember him. We're remembering him. Remember my body that was broken. Remember my blood that was shed. And friend, if you're saved this morning and realize the depth of sin that he has taken us from and the glories of heaven that is before us, you will want to thank the Lord for that day and hour that he saved your soul and brought you to himself. This do in remembrance of me. We're not doing it in repetition it's not offering him up again every Sunday. It's not sacrificing again every Sunday. It's just in memory. It's to remind, not to remind him, but to remind us. To remind me and you what he has done for us. We're quick and easy to forget. And if it was only twice or three or once or twice a year, my friend, we would forget very quickly. Every Sunday we're brought to this point here in this place and thank God in many other places across our land where we come face to face again with Calvary and the cross and all that he has done. But there's more than that. There's the authority. There's the memory. There's the frequency of it in verse 26. He says, as often, as often in verse 26, he says, as often as you eat this bread and drink this wine, not as seldom as you do it. Twice a year is not often. Four times a year is not often. That's seldom. He says, as often as you do this. Acts 20 and verse 7. Let me give you another text. And there's a dozen of them. I can't have time this morning. Upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them. The first day of the week, the Lord's Day, right through the Scriptures is the day that we come on every Lord's Day, and there's a Lord's Day in every week. The early church, it says, continued steadfastly in breaking of bread and prayer. First day of the week, Resurrection Day, Lord's Day, are only some of the Scriptures. Then there's something else here. There's not only the authority and the memory and the frequency, there's the prophecy of it in verse 26. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Now what we're doing this morning is we're going to not only remember him, but we are, that word, that word there that says it means to preach, show forth the Lord's death until he comes. It's retelling it. And for those of you who are not saved in this meeting this morning, you're witnessing, you're witnessing this morning what we do here. And if you're not saved and born again this morning, you must let this cup pass by you. And this bread pass by you. It's lovely to have you and thank you for coming. 
But this bread and this wine and this communion and this service is only for those that are redeemed by the Lord and has a testimony for the Lord. And for whatever reason you let it pass, that's your business. But you're going to see as I close here that you can't touch it if that is, that is, if that is the case. This here is showing forth the Lord's death until he comes. We have to be reminded as believers that he is coming. And friend, one of the great things about knowing that the Lord is coming, we should walk right. And from week to week, we should walk right and come back on Sunday morning and realize, Lord, we have just remembered that you're coming again. How am I living? Until he comes, he's coming again, you know, very soon. And every week we have to remind ourselves, are we walking right? What manner of people are we? And we look back in the past week and we say, Lord, forgive me for that in the last week, and I want to live for thee this week. It's keeping short accounts. I went into my optician there not so long ago. And he's a very devout Catholic man. And he backed us fully here in COVID. And he backs us fully in abortion. And he asked me about the meetings. But he's a very devout Catholic. And I said to him the other day, I said, well, how are things now? He says, Bertie, I'm keeping short accounts. because I don't want it all coming at me at the judgment. And I tell you, he's a practicing Catholic. I'm keeping short accounts. Are you keeping short accounts? So there's the authority of it, there's the memory of it, there's the frequency of it, there's the prophecy of it. There's the scrutiny of it, let a man examine himself, and as the cup and bread passes, we examine ourselves. There's the tragedy of it in verse 29. Look at, for he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Dangerous thing to touch it if you're not saved. It's a dangerous thing to touch it if you're not walking right with God. May God help us this morning as this bread and wine is distributed and we go on into the baptismal service. May God help us to take heed to his precious word of God. Amen.